0: You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
3: My name is Alex, and I think you probably shouldn't have the kids around for this episode.
2: I know the audience.
3: No, we yeah. All right, y'all. So I said I don't think the kids should be around for this episode because today we are talking about the big P, I guess is what we're going to call it. Um, We're going to be talking about porn today. And mom and dad, if you're listening to this, maybe you shouldn't, but also don't be scared. I'm not we're not like talking details. We're just going to be talking about how it's really kind of everywhere. Um, I think it's kind of a taboo situation. And, you know, on this show, we talk about absolutely everything. Right now, it seems like porn's pretty much unavoidable. You know, it's on your computer, it's on your smartphone, it's on the cards that those guys slap in Las Vegas and try and hand out to you on the street, it's on uh, Instagram, it's literally everywhere. Whereas back in the 60s, when the Supreme Court was having a hard time regulating it, Justice Potter Stewart famously said that he could not define pornography, but I know it when I see it. If that's true, I think I see it everywhere. Uh, this, but I think I think the whole thing is that this episode is more than just about porn. Um, that's why we're talking about it. It's more than just a videos issue. It's, it's actually a people issue. What happens to the people who make it? What happens to the people who are watching it? Where is the safe and the right way to watch it? How can we make this ethical? And I want to preface this whole episode uh, because I'm very much so coming in as a sheepish 12 year old boy who's uncomfortable and I luckily am about to have some amazing guests who help me feel a little bit more comfortable but I do want to preface this whole episode by saying I truly believe um, especially what AOC tweeted recently uh, with the mantra sex work is work and if this is something that you're into uh, I don't want my ignorance on this topic to be a stance against uh, what you're into. I, th- I want you to be happy. And if this is something that you do, I just hope you're doing it ethically. And I hope you're doing it safely. Uh, but this whole conversation really got me thinking, is porn really everywhere? Welcome back everybody, I'm Alex Iono, this is Let's Get Into It, it's my podcast, and today we're really proving that no topic is off limits, because we are talking about, I'm so uncomfortable, I can't even lie, we're, we're filming this on Zoom and I'm so uncomfortable talking about this, um, we are talking about porn, and it is very, very... Like I said, uh, awkward and uncomfortable for me. So I wanted to invite some people who could make it feel a little bit less awkward and uncomfortable. They are the co hosts of the podcast Sex Talk with My Mom. Woo-hoo. Cam and Karen Lee Potter, they have the talk at least twice a week. Cam is a stand up comic and Karen Lee is a sex positive dating expert. Cam, Karen Lee, how are you guys? We're, doing
4: well. We're doing great today. This is so fun.
3: I love that. You know what else I love is um, the other podcast that I was wildly uncomfortable with was a podcast with two of your friends, actually, as I'm learning, Sophia and Courtney, who are the hosts of, um, of Private Parts Unknown. And awesome. so I'm they very so excited that we're going to keep the uncomfortable train going with me. Here. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, we like to say uh,
4: that we like to make the uncomfortable comfortable.
3: Okay, well, let's let's see if we can make the uncomfortable comfortable with this topic because I am truly at heart when it comes to something like this. I'm still that innocent church boy, so we have a lot to unwrap here. Um, we have three topics that we're going to kind of talk about. I really am just curious how how the the <laughs> dynamic of you and your mom like talking openly about sex is. So uh, we're going to call this topic finding mom's porn stash, uh, and then we're going to get into a topic right after uh, called sex work is work. And, uh, and lastly, what do we need to know now? So we're going to have a, I, I have so many questions. I'm truly just so perplexed at, at this. Like I've never been so excited slash nervous to have a conversation as we are right now. Um, but before we get into those topics, I have one question that I ask all of my guests. And that question is, what are you doing this week or what have you been doing this week to improve your life? Um most of the time, the answers are somewhere along the lines of fitness goals or like something that you're treating yourself a little bit better with mental health and everything. I'll give you some time to think. Uh, usually I have somebody who's done this before, like Karen or another guest, but now I got to show you both how it's done. Um, so this is uh, this is kind of an example. So for this week, um, I actually got a new car. Whoa. Yeah, My lease was up in a month. And I decided to go down to the car dealership and say, Hey, my lease is up in a month. Um, but I, I also know that there's a lot of incentives that you guys are doing with, with everything going on in the world. And so I wanted to see if there was a way that we could switch into a new car and get this thing going already, just because I'm moving in a month as well. And so I didn't want to leave everything to do like at one time. Plus, car dealerships absolutely screw you if they know that your deal is up. Like if they know that you have nowhere to go, like you have to sign a deal, they'll just they'll just screw you over. So I decided to go a month literally. I got a car that is much more expensive than the car I had before, and and I'm not changing my payments, bettering life, bang. Whoa, I'm hyped. Yeah. I'm hyped about that. So that being said, Cam, do you have something for us? <laughs> yes. Uh, mine does not involve new cars. That's okay. Um, I have been getting
5: very into this idea of uh, taking breaks. Uh, mm. So I'll schedule in taking breaks throughout my day, and then usually I'll just blow
3: right past it. I'll choose. I'll just work throughout the whole day. You'll be like, "Okay, I'm going to take a break," and then it's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot I was supposed to take that break eight hours ago."
5: <laughs> yes, exactly. Love Except it. this time, I I was like, I need to actually do it. Okay. Uh, because my body's breaking down, and so I started. I started looking at this YouTube video of this buff dude, and he starts leading me through like a kind of like his morning routine, and it involves like slapping his body rigorously. I love to see this yeah it's just a lot of this type of thing it it's actually it's wonderful so that's improving my life i'm gonna need you to i'm gonna
3: need you to send me a link to that just so i can figure out i have a visual in my head that i don't know if it's right it's very masochistic and and i i want to make sure that that what i'm thinking is the exact same thing as what it is yes i'd highly recommend it nice i like it all right karen lee do you have anything for us
4: So I was going to do like a lofty thing about, you know, discovering the meaning of life this week or something like that. But I decided (laughs) to tell the truth, which is I've been working tirelessly on 50 photo albums that I've accumulated over the last 50 years. And these are physical
3: photos, not digital photos.
4: We're talking albums. Love it. 50 albums, not 50 individual Prince. Oh my gosh And I've taken them all out of the books That I had neatly put them in And it, this has been going on as a lifelong project And it's finally ending Like now I'm finally getting down to the last I'm taking them all out of the albums And putting them in boxes And then I have duplicates And it's almost like, you know The Sorcerer's Apprentice When the water just keeps coming and coming it just And people send me more pictures in the mail So I am like at the tail end of that And I feel like a huge relief And we can now talk about porn <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was gonna say for a, for a split second for a split second you were talking about photo albums and I forgot that we're having just the most exciting nerve-wracking conversation right now um but I love that good luck to you on photo albums I lack the patience to even go through my digital photo album so I have no idea oh, how you're worst. physically gonna go through 50 real physical photo albums they're good done. luck to you on that done. oh they're done they're oh done. my gosh then you're, they're done you're just, just you're um, you're a magical person. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, we haven't
4: even begun to. to I talk know. About speaking
3: porn. speaking of magical people, we're about to get into some some pretty uh interesting discussions usually actually I uh, the way that I do it is I break down in each segment I do with one specific person but because I had such amazing guests I decided we would just do one big open conversation with each thing um so let's get into this first topic uh it really it's for me I'm just trying to figure like understand fully this dynamic between the two of you cuz it's incredible to me like I think about my relationship with my mom and how open I am and my mom like knows like I'll be like oh mom you know when I'm dating somebody I I tell her that I'm dating somebody but when I was you know when i talk about my past or if my mom asked me about this person i'll be like oh yeah i hooked up with her or like oh i only made out with her or whatever the situation is but you guys have it like you're at level 10 if that's level two <laughs> you guys are at level 10 how did you get before we get into any of that how did you get to this place of comfort has it always been like that was there one defining moment what happened i would say growing up i was at level five <laughs>
5: I would say that it was pretty comfortable. Okay. growing up, to, to, like my mom was very much the cool mom, where my friends would come over basically to hang out with her. Okay,
4: now tell them you kind of had it. a
3: Stacy, you got to have Stacy's mom kind of situation. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Well, hey, Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom. On. Yeah, Stacey's got it going
5: on. Yeah, Stacy's mom has got it going on. You don't want your friends wanting to. Fuck. I don't think Can we swear they, on the show? By you're okay, doing? you can swear in the yeah, show. Yeah, I don't <laughs>
4: think that they were there for Stacy's mom. They were really there more for advice.
3: Okay. Well, let's yeah. get into that advice, advice because because Karen Lee, you actually are a dating expert who is very uh, pro sex, very positive sex. It says sex, sex. It says well, sex positive, but I'm kind of like to me that kind of seems like an STD. Like that's a, that, I don't know why it just know, sounds like the of that. Um,
4: um, well, there's a lot going on. Okay, so first of all. I do have a master's in social work, just FYI. But I was mostly working in a, you know, kindergarten through eighth grade level. uh, So I wasn't really dealing with anything regarding dating, sex, or relationships. But it all started back when, like Cam said, you know, his friends were over all the time and we were talking comfortably about sex in a funny way. They'd all, like, entertain me. So these conversations go on at 11 o'clock at night till one in the morning or so. And it wasn't just Cam because he's got two siblings. But what I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this back on Cam again. He he hates when I do this, but I'm gonna do this. So go ahead, Cam. Tell him what happened next.
5: Okay. Of course, she does this. It's unreal. <laughs> like the, the sad part of the, our story, she's like Cam's gonna handle that one. So the, the the sad part is when I was 17, my dad was murdered. It mm. was a crazy ass experience. I flipped our worlds upside down. We. Obviously, that's not something you really expect. Um, and then, you know, it brought my mom and I and the rest of our family much closer together to get through this tragedy. Mm. In in that situation, eventually my mom started dating again, and she became an expert in her own right from all the experiences that she was having, I'd say. unfortunately. So you became yeah. an
3: expert by living it.
4: Yeah, well, also because of the fact that most of the guys that were hitting on me were younger.
3: Right. Is that, the, would you say that that's what supro- surprised you the most about dating or was there something yes. else in terms of, cause you were, you were married for quite a bit, I'm, I'm right. assuming. And, and so getting back on. Years. Oh, 24 years. So at that point, what was, did, what had changed about dating? What were you just, did anything kind of throw you off about, oh wow, this is how it is these days?
4: Oh, it was completely different. I mean, there was no internet dating or anything like that. Um and I was also surprised that all of a sudden all these young guys, like eighteen to thirty five year old guys, I was in my late forties, were were hitting on me. I'm like, the nerve but then I'm like, this is kinda nice. So, so I decided you, you
3: became a cougar then.
4: I became and I redefined the word cougar.
3: Okay, so what's the new definition? I use the
4: acronym uh, C is for confident, older, unique, genuine, assertive, and racy woman.
5: Ooh, I like that. I like (laughs) that. Yeah, that's,
4: that's, and you know what? I couldn't figure out another, it's not a MILF, it's not a single hot mom, it's not a mature woman. It's just, I I figured Cougar's going to work.
3: I think that, I like that. Cougar, I, I feel like you, the thing I like about Cougar is Cougar gives the power to the woman that's right or the cougar you know yeah when you say the other thing when you say milf when you say these other ones it's like people are are throwing a word at somebody whereas somebody gets to claim what they are and i think it's dope that you have the confidence to just put it out there shout outs cougars everywhere by the way shout outs cougars arrr. everywhere that's um, right cam and I wrote so, a book about it too okay okay great a book so cam how did you find Was the book the way that you found out that your mom is now full-on giving advice about dating and sex well, she told me she was going to make a YouTube channel to help other women, okay. like after
5: going through death or divorce. Uh, but then it quickly became she was helping younger men uh, learn about penis size and, you know, <laughs> how to how to attract a cougar and how to pleasure them. And I, I unfortunately learned this through like videos that my friends would send me that my mother created. Oh, my gosh. Or, or during my own Google searches, which is very disturbing. This yeah, is... what were you
4: searching for? You're searching for stuff. Yeah, I, I search. We,
3: You're we, searching. you know what? I don't think we. I don't think any of us need to talk about what exactly is being searched right now. I think... He was searching
4: for oral sex tips. That's what he oh, was searching.
3: Oh my goodness, for. <laughs> golly, I can't.
5: E- well, this. I'm right. so. It's calling I...
4: white elephant out in the room.
5: He was searching for oral sex tips. I was looking for oral sex tips, and my mother's videos came up. And then, and, and I was like, "This is." I did not Louise. expect this
4: okay so anyway having some fun now cam decides to use my book a cougar's guide to getting your ass back out there in his stand-up comedy
5: right because i was very humiliated by this and i was like how do i like i need to either use this
3: or pretend like i my life if i I don't exist by the way cam it's incredible that you're a stand-up comedian because your life right now the way this whole format of everything is just comedic gold like you will never run out of something to talk about thank you yeah I know it
5: turned out to be a gold goldmine. Uh, so I just, I was like, eventually I was like, well, why, I, why am I doing like eight minute sets? We could be having these hour long conversations on our podcast where I just just have a conversation with her. And it's insane
3: that <laughs> where these conversations go. So I have a new question, which is, um, uh, Karen Lee, actually recently you have revealed that you have a porn safe. And that if anything yes. were to happen to you, Cam should find it and burn it.
6: Well,
4: it's <laughs> he, he said it's a porn safe. It's actually a porn tape because in the old in the olden days, you know, fifteen years ago, I've been with my boyfriend for twelve years. So it must have been twelve years old. Um, we made one you know, a porno. You it's know,
5: yeah. Yes, it's her. Of oh, it's my me. God. it's well, not even just it's... like, oh, these are magazines she's collected. No,
4: this is her own porn it's that a, she made. And I think everybody should do it.
5: What
3: did I get this episode into? Why
4: why wouldn't you do that if you were dating someone or if you were in a steady relationship it's, with someone? It's fun.
3: You know what it is? Is like this is I'll be hundred percent honest. The reason why I'm just like my face is flush red. I am just through the moon right now is because this is not I mean, you have to understand, like, I know you guys are Midwesterners, but like, <laughs> but I am like I was ra- like the the way that I was raised is like, I this is all I don't even watch porn, let alone make one. Wait, Alex, I, I don't watch porn either. I know. But but you ma- do you make them, too? I don't make. No, you I don't. Make. OK, so it's it. just a Karen Lee thing. So it's just a Karen yes, Lee no, thing. No, I mean, it's there's not. a lot of people out there doing. This. I mean, yes, there's obviously there's obviously people. And by the way, I want to preface this. I have nothing against people who are, who are in the porn industry. I have nothing against sex workers. I have nothing. I think that's incredible. If you want to do that with your life, I absolutely support you. It is just for me, I've never been, it's never been something that I wanted to, to attract myself to. So I want to preface with that because I don't want to shame or discredit, like, like discredit people who are getting paper or, or doing their thing or just having fun I mean, Karen Lee, it seems like you just did it out of, out of fun.
4: Of course, uh, this is just for my boyfriend and I. Okay, it was just that's it. It was just a little fun that's thing we kinda did together. That's kind of sweet.
3: That's actually kind of. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm now flipping over a complete That's kind of sweet. The way that you just said that, like you're like yeah, that's for us. Was, like it's, it's
4: never. That's the reason we called it a porn safe because what he did, he just. I don't know where you got – he 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 labeled it as a porn safe. It was a safe that I kept my tape in. Okay, so so that I understand. Nobody and I asked him to be nice if, if it ever came out. If you just burn it. I just don't want it on the internet post it when I die. Right. Okay. Why am I
5: responsible? How
4: did I become <laughs> Well, uh, your sister is very conservative uh, when it comes to What that about kind of thing. What about the other star of the porn? Oh, him? No, I would not know he you know. It, <laughs> He's the one somewhere. who would post
3: it. <laughs> <He's> the,
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm concerned about. That's why it's in uh, safe that he doesn't oh know the combination gosh. of, okay? Oh
3: my gosh. No, okay, so I, I mean he... it, Oh, it, go ahead.
4: It, it just It's something fun. I think everybody should try doing it. It, It'll enhance your sex life. I'm not saying some more tips, Alex.
3: Okay. Let's I'm, I'm interested in more tips, but I'm not saying that I won't, and I'm not saying that I will. I'm just saying I will take your advice with a grain of salt and I, I, I can never imagine myself doing it, but I really appreciate the, uh, really appreciate the advice, um, before we get into the rest of the advice, because I want to, I want to, I want to hear all of the advice that you have, um. I want to hear just more about this dynamic between the two of you. You have a podcast uh, that is literally each episode, it's always talking about sex. It's the talk with your mother. Is there anything that's off limits between the two of you? Because it seems like there's not.
5: At first there was, and then it's been five years. So, you know, it. we just broke down, I think, every barrier that we put up for ourselves. Anal was a big barrier. <laughs> okay. I think year th- around year three, we broke through the anal barrier, <laughs> and we, now we it's had, very um, much we had, on the table.
4: We had, anal, um, dis-
3: the, discussion, the
5: discussion,
4: the discussion
3: barrier. The discussion, Yeah, we of didn't have
4: anal. I mean, people always say, are, are you having sex? I'm like, no, we're not, you perv. What do you mean we're having sex? No.
3: Oh, my gosh. We're just I'm...
4: talking about it. And then I think the more people would talk about it, the less shame there would be around it, the more comfortable people would feel talking about it after beforehand and, and it's helpful to talk with your family members because it opens up not just a conversation about sex but about drugs about anything that you're ashamed about and it makes families so much closer I mean it's helped me and my relationship with my daughter my other son my boyfriend my, my siblings my friends my parents
5: it's so yeah you know, I think it, go ahead I w- I was thinking like you know I got into this into this because I thought it'd be funny you know right. and then I was like whoa this is actually people are a listening to us for sex advice right which is which is not kind of not advised <laughs> <laughs> very ill advised and and B you know we're having an actual impact by making people more comfortable by, by making them feel less alone in this right because I, I think other people probably make porn safes and porn stashes for themselves right and and they might feel shame about it if they don't feel like they could you know this is not something they could talk about with their parent or mm. with with even their friends and so by I what I've learned is that by even just having the conversation, you can end up accepting it for yourself, in yourself, being like, yeah, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. Interesting. I, I'm, I, I accept that this is a part of me. This turns me on, you know?
3: So it seems to me that, Karen Lee, you are obviously the – you are much more, like, just open, not like not ashamed to talk about anything or really address anything. So, Cam, is there anything about that, like, with the it being – not only your, your podcast partner, but also your mom. Like is there anything that embarrasses you and, and embarrasses you anymore or no? Uh, she's become like probably the easiest
6: person
5: for me to talk to about this stuff in okay. general. That's which cool. Which is pretty Yeah, it's really good. Um I I don't think that there are I'm not doing too many crazy things that I wouldn't feel comfortable sharing with her
3: or the internet. Uh I mean, it seems like, I mean, it seems like you guys have broken down the barrier of like a secret or something that's too embarrassing to talk about online.
4: Alex, why, why would it be detrimental to talk to your mom or your dad about sex?
3: I don't think it's detrimental. It's more so to me like I and I and I'm totally open with my parents. Like if they asked me something, I would answer it immediately. It's more so I I'm not I don't share the spirit of cam where I want to hear about my own parents. And maybe it's because my parents are are, you know, like I've they're all I've known my whole life. Like my parents never went off and, and were single and dated around like while I was dating around, that might play into it, I guess a little bit. But for me, I just I don't want to hear about my pa- my parents in this they're same kind beings. of like. I they know other human beings, but I'm sure. And that part doesn't gross me out. I just don't want to hear more about it. Like I know my parents, that's why I'm here, but I don't want to hear like the same details that it seems like you guys are open to talking about with each other.
4: I don't really talk a lot about my sexual relationship with my boyfriend with cam or on the internet usually i'm telling stories as things that have happened in my past when i've dated mm. before or or things that have happened even in in my marriage i'm able to talk about easier than what's currently going on right now because it's uncomfortable because i have to respect his privacy as well
5: Got it, it. Uh, just to clarify also I, i'm not a huge fan of hearing my mom <laughs> about my <laughs> <sex life. laughs> Oh, he does give me a lot of
4: products, though, because he's, you know, he's he's, Cam is the business guy behind it. What do you mean products
3: like? Oh, like, okay, All right. All right. Well, good news is, guys, we are as much as we've been talking about sex. This episode is actually about porn. And so uh, obviously both of you guys are sex positive, as as we've mentioned before. And as I'm sure the listener can gather uh, at this (laughs) point. Um, But are you guys pro porn in terms of watching
4: yes
5: i'm I'm pro if it if it helps if the person is into it go for it for me personally it doesn't I much prefer like audio porn actually to visual porn
3: interesting can you do I, I genuinely because I don't know what is that give a little plug
5: to Dipsy <laughs> yeah Dipsy Dipsystories.com slash mom if you want to check out 30 <laughs> days for free but basically it's it's almost like you're in an immersive theater experience but it's only audio and you're you're basically dropped into someone's sex life in a a, a a a sexual encounter it's
4: a it's a it's a gateway to further it's it's actually
3: you know it's a gateway i don't know if it's a gate that i'm really kind of interested in walking down (laughs) at this
5: point but if i do i will let you know Um, it is a little lighter because the visuals of of real porn can sometimes be jarring interesting so
3: that's very interesting. So have you have you both always felt that way about it? I guess more so Karen Lee. Have you always been pro-porn when you were married? Did you feel that in your relationship? Do you feel like, you know, uh, I know some people think, especially uh, in the more conservative side, a lot of people will assume porn as, you know, as something that can really derail a relationship, derail a, a marriage or, or uh, any form of a relationship.
4: You know, I wrote down the pros and the cons in mm, preparation let's hear them. for
3: this. End. This is amazing. Thank you for prepping.
4: I prepped. Um, first of all, just f- for your knowledge, I am not a porn star. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, great note. Great. Thank okay. you. That's a great note. Thank you.
4: Um, however, I have a very close friend of mine who is um, a porn star. She's been in it for over 35 years, I believe. Her name is Nina Hartley. So I've I've learned a lot about the industry from her And um, also, we've interviewed at least a dozen porn stars over the years on our our podcast. So I have male and female perspectives. Um, Most of the porn stars are totally cool people. They're just open about everything. I play
3: basketball at at 24 Hour Fitness with a porn star. I'm not going to say who he is, but I play basketball with him. And I was like, you're really cool. What do you do for work? And he's like, I work in the film industry. And I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) What movies have you been on? And he's like, you ever heard of this? And I was like, "Ooh." I didn't know that's what you meant. Awesome. (laughs) But he's the coolest guy. He's the coolest dude. They're
4: very cool, open people.
3: I want to always constantly repeat through this episode. It is not. I am absolutely for doing you and doing what you love and having fun, making a job out of it. And if that's you, that's you. That's incredible. But continue on. I would also like to echo that, by
5: the way. Yeah,
4: As Nina says, it's entertainment, not education. So one of the cons is that young kids, especially like I remember my... I don't want to say who it was, but I know of young seventh and eighth grade boys that were learning about sex through porn, it's not an educational tool knowing the, you don't want a kid to grow up thinking, well, this is how you have sex that's not that's not good sex. that's not what women want. that's for damn sure. So there are a lot of um Reasons why you wouldn't want to learn about sex through porn. It's not teaching you, right. you know, to that the other person is a human being, um, because generally porn is consumed by men. Mm. Uh, however, for like, I think it's great for couples. It, you know, it can expand your horizons and fantasies. Sex is, and, and good sex is ninety nine percent in your brain. So mm. if you're watching porn and and, and and it stimulates you, and you guys can talk about and fantasize and role play things that you've seen in porn, it's it's extremely beneficial for your sex life because it's, wow. you want to try new things after a while, especially if you're in a relationship for a long time. It gets, obviously, it can get dull or boring or, and you want to spice it up, watch porn together. However, again, another, another negative is that you can have one person get very into porn to the point that they don't, I've had this happen with me with dates mm. where I've been with a guy that didn't want to be with me so, mm. you know, porn can be for the lazy person, too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> for the lazy person. I have uh, close friends who have gotten divorced over porn addictions. And so I know that the addiction, you know, just like we've had in our other addiction episodes, can be, you know, a- addiction of any kind, including porn, uh, can can definitely damage um, people and damage relationships.
4: Right. If you have a compulsive personality and you start getting into porn, it could lead you down a slippery slope Mm. however if if you're watching it just for fun or if you're watching it to learn about your own body and and it helps you masturbate and and figure out how how your parts work it's a good thing right anything that you're learning to me is good if you're learning good things or bad things about it it's still good so you could find out what you like and what you don't like by watching it as well
3: so, Cam, um, I, have a, I have a fact here. The average kid is being exposed to porn between 8 and 11 years old, which is obviously, to me at least, way too early. That just shows how accessible porn is to anybody with a smartphone or a computer. Cam, what was your first exposure? Do you remember it? How old were you? My
5: first exposure was, oh, man. It was either a magazine that I found at camp that like a friend had, or it was an AOL profile Cam, like it's uh, not porn it's the closest encounter i had that was it oh and then i remember i remember i had a, a very close friend that had like a tv in his room which is kind of rare growing up yes yeah, and rare. so it, it, he, we kind of watched porn together one night and i was like this is very this is such a weird experience
3: it's hard because you don't really know like when you're and, and anywhere from you know early teens it's massive like sensory overload where you're just like i don't oh, even yeah. know what to do at this point like you know yeah. what i mean like i remember seeing for the first time i was where i think i was actually in 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 sixth grade so i was like i was 11 years old i was 12 years old and it was uh, at one of my homies birthday parties and he had a computer down like they had their they had a basement and the, there's a computer in the basement and they were like yo check this out and i was like <laughs> check what out and i was like that's what that looks like. And it was <laughs> wild. And let me tell you, when you're in like fifth, sixth grade, that's a that's a it's a catastrophic thing to experience. And you don't oh, know yeah. you're ex- like I was I remember I was in sixth grade, I was nervous about hugging girls, and then the next thing you see is that I don't think I slept the whole night after I watched my <laughs> You almost
5: porn like nightmare
3: you almost nightmare about it.
5: Do well, you point. remember
4: <laughs> the other story about that?
3: What's the other story?
4: One of his friends um, was watching porn and he must have fallen asleep and he had locked his door so that his parents couldn't come in while he was masturbating, obviously, to porn. And he falls asleep and in a dead sleep and he's wearing headphones so they can't hear what, what he's watching on TV. And they start knocking on the door and he's not opening the door because he's sound asleep with his headphones on. He had passed out after he watched the porn. And they're knocking at the door and they're knocking on the door. They're asking him, get up, get up, get up. And they, and they thought something happened to him. They called the fire department. And the fire department had to break down the door Are to find s- him sleeping in front of his computer with his headphones on.
3: <laughs> that is insane. It's kind of that, that it's, like it's, it's, a, it's like a TV show type of situation. Listen, we're going to take a quick break because I need to just kind of exhale. Uh, I really need to just digest everything that's happened. We'll be back. I have that weird 12-year-old grin on my face when I'm hearing things I shouldn't hear. And it's and it's because we're here talking about porn. I have Cam and Karen Lee Potter here. They are the hosts of Sex Talk with my mom. If you haven't listened to it, it is a rush of everything. So make sure you pick a good episode and go Thank and you. listen to one. Um, but we're talking about porn. And I think we got the little like... I think I got my fifth grade, sixth grade jitters out, like my little young teenage jitters out so we can actually have some real conversations. Um, Well, let's let's talk about the stigma of porn. Um, I have some very interesting statistics that do not add up. According to a recent Gallup poll, 43 percent of Americans say porn is morally acceptable. But then, in an article in Psychology Today, they interviewed a thousand people in long-term relationships and 73% of the women and 98% of the men reported internet porn use in the last six months. So that leads this, you know, whatever, is 43, we'll we'll meet the middle, about 80%, 85%. There's 40% of people who who are really lying or who are using porn and saying that it's morally unacceptable.
4: closet sneaky freaks
3: what's what are your thoughts on that karen (laughs) lee or cam
4: people just don't want to admit it because of the stigma attached to it instead of just owning up to it which is you know and there are now more and more women um directors of porn who make porn more towards women um which i think is really important erica lust does it and it's it's important because Women would definitely benefit a lot of women who are more repressed can see, you know, the positive benefits of porn, too. So I I just think that people are just for whatever reason, too um, embarrassed to say that they watch it.
3: Right. And and, and that's what I kind of like. That's what I've been enjoying a lot recently. And I don't want to link porn to mental health. But mental health, like, it became a lot more common and no one was sweating like, oh, I have anxiety or I've, I've, I have I've, get depressed sometimes. The more that you normalized it and you came out about it and you were like, yeah, I do this and this is cool. So I kind of want to imagine a world where there is no social stigma around porn. Like, it is just another thing. I mean, after all, like, what we think of as pornographic or obscene has changed over centuries. I mean, I'm sure when porn first was a thing, like, I mean, there was a point in time where women's ankles were, were – obscene to look at like you it it was you are cursed if you look at women's ankles now people are (laughs) people are showing everything and 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 it's different
4: in regular tv
3: and it's a business i mean it's a whole thing about and that's why i'm so interested to talk about it because it's not something that i'm you know, necessarily the most savvy to. That's why I wanted to talk about porn is because, like you'd mentioned, now you have female directors. Now there's full business models that surround it. And there's a true, even OnlyFans, you know, like we look at OnlyFans and that is another form in which people are profiting off of being proud of their bodies and being confident and saying, hey, I know some people don't want to show this off to the rest of the world. It doesn't bother me at all. And I can also make money from it.
5: I, yeah, I th- I think a lot of times... People are taught about porn and told that it's morally corrupt through religion. And so when it I think when it's taught through religion, it's not necessarily their own personal value system speaking. So they might act differently based mm. on their own personal values. They, even though they know morally, quote-unquote, they were told this is wrong, right. It's it doesn't add up to how they want to act. Mm. So I think that's why you get such a big you know discrepancy in the in those numbers
3: especially if we're using like if when we're in this world where there's no stigma let's get rid of the porn addicts or the over compulsive users we're talking about just ethically created porn where it's made by two or more consenting adults and for the purpose of distribution if the stigma is taken away what happens with porn like what makes you what is it how does it change the way we feel i know i'm I'm stuttering all over the place but but I'm very, I'm very uncomfortable. Still talking about. It. I thought I had it Why? out of the way, but I'm still here. It's just, I just never talked about it before. My mom. Oh, by the way, mom, if you've listened to this so far, don't. At all, mom, like just,
4: do do mom do, or just we listen to Karen Lee. We're not going to call, Give, call, gonna call, call mom my mom right now. I want to talk. Let's not.
3: We don't have to. We don't have. I mean, like, look, I, she she would absolutely love you, Karen Lee. You're the sweetest woman, Cam. She'd probably laugh so hard at you. Uh, oh. She would. I would not be welcome home next time. Uh, so we're going to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My mom's incredible.
4: You know, it's it's weird if your mom watches um, any Netflix. Like I watch Peaky Blinders. Right. There is scenes there that turn me on way more than porn. You know, it's not just about like, you know, the graphic, you know, penis vagina. There is some serious like sexy hot scenes there, you know, that have BDSM and all this other stuff going on. It's way, way better than than just watching a straight up, you know, here comes the fireman and he's going to, you know, bring his pizza to the, you know, that kind of stuff. Fire Have Fire you guys seen that movie, pizza.
3: the three hundred and sixty five days movie?
4: Oh, oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah. I did not. Oh no! I thought you were talking about 300 men. I actually, Forget that. No.
3: What the hell is that? I don't.
4: I don't know. 300 men was a, like oh, they had really hot guys in that one. We
3: don't got to worry about. I don't know. Are you talking about the movie 300, or is this like some kind of weird yeah. porn <laughs> spinoff that you're talking yeah, about? I'm, I'm trying to figure out.
4: You sound like one of my sons. Okay, <laughs> you, you definitely sound like one of my sons. <laughs> correcting me at this all times. Time. I, I, I just wanted to make sure. To, to help me out here. Yes. 300, 300 uh, okay. Three hundred
3: King Leonidas, no I, sexual. I mean, I guess there was like a couple of scenes.
4: Well, it's like 50 shades of gray, 50 shades of gray, normalized women. I like my friend was on the airplane. She's hiding a book. Uh, she's reading it. And then the movies, but guys were doing it just cause they want to know why are women getting so turned down by the, you know, the, the whole um, BDSM like theme that was in 50 shades of gray.
3: Right. That, that, so
4: that was like the worst written book, by the way, it was so stupid. I read of course all all the volumes.
3: I'm yet, <laughs> to read and or watch but i do know that there is still a stigma even about that stuff why do you guys think that there's such a stigma about porn consumption in the united states even though it is literally ever, it's on net like you said it's on netflix it's in books it's in magazines it's everywhere why do you think there's still such a big stigma oh i think it's there's a stigma against sex
5: like even the conversation around even talking about sex is taboo mm. like it makes you bashful right they keep yeah. so imagine, us from instagram The closer and closer you get to it, watching people do this, of course it's going to be, you know, a taboo situation.
3: It's very interesting. I mean, I guess, what would you, what was your advice then? So for somebody like me, let's say, you know, you're raised super fearful, honestly, of porn and it's like magical, mystical, dark ways. It's that same thought. Like a lot of us are raised up. That, like, if you watch porn one time, you could, your whole life is, like, porn is equivalent to meth, right? Or, like, if you do this, <laughs> it is like, you will never turn back. Drug. It's absolutely. What would you what's your advice, Karen Lee, or even Cam to somebody who, like me, was raised thinking porn is the worst thing in the world. And what would you tell us to kind of inform us why it's not as scary as we were led to believe?
4: I, I would say that you start with erotica, just reading about um, sex scenes or watching some you know light, light porn scenes on something like Peaky Blinders. You're going to get excited by it. And it's a good excitement. Sex is good. Sex feels good and it's meant to be good. So why not enhance your sex life? It's like guys saying, oh, I don't want my girlfriend using a vibrator because that means I'm not good enough. Or No, it's going to enhance your sex life to use a vibrator. Anything that you can enhance your sex life would be a good thing. As long as it's two consenting adults and you're not doing anything dangerous or harmful and it's not underage, why not make it better? Try mm. different things.
5: Interesting. Yeah, I think so is the question like, why like should we you consider
3: say? giving? No, like what would you say to somebody like if like so I came in here, I've obviously I'm very lucky that I've broadened my horizons in terms of just acknowledging that everything that I was raised to believe may not necessarily be the 100% clear view of what something is or is not. What would you say to somebody who's coming in being like, no, uh, uh-uh, like porn is the worst thing in the world. It's terrible. You can't it'll ruin your relationship. Oh. It'll it'll tear you apart. I think everything as my mom says everything in moderation.
5: Like mm. if it floats your boat, if you're excited about it and you're like craving it, see how it goes and if it starts getting overwhelming you can't get and you can't stop watching porn, then maybe just, you know, put the brakes on it. But for most people, you don't just develop addictions like instantaneously. Like right. it's repeated, it's you know. And I also th- I similarly, I think that if you should do things that bring you pleasure, if it brings you pleasure watch people have sex,
3: watch people have sex. Why not? You're going to die one day. might as well. Uh, I, that very gripping argument right there. Kim. You're going <laughs> to die one day. So why not watch porn now? That's that was exactly. the argument. Um, okay. So recently guys on an episode of your podcast, you talked about fantasies versus realities. Cause like you'd mentioned, it is entertainment, not education. But I know that a lot of, like, I know there was this, like, joke that was, like, a lot of guys, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to do all of these things that I saw on these videos. When in reality, it's not what women want. It's not necessarily what humans want done to them. So what amount of what you see in these videos or these, you know, these stories or these pictures, this erotica, uh, is to bring into your own relationships um, in real life? I think it's something that has to be decided
5: between you and your partner. You know, like yeah it varies it's the same with like infidelity like some people are like you can't kiss anyone else and if that's the contract you have then that's the contract you have there's no like absolute you know Mm-hmm. So for some people, watching porn in a relationship is kind of breaking that infidelity contract mm. for other people having play parties and going to play parties and you know, if you're having sex in the same bed, it's okay. but if you go in a different room, it's not okay. So it, it completely varies couple to couple. I think or- I don't
3: know what a play party is, and I'm very <laughs> scared. You could imagine. <laughs> I it sounds it sounds like something you should only do as a child, um but unfortunately f- <laughs> adults got a hold of it and turned it to terribleness.
4: And we didn't even mention camming. Cam girls. I,
3: I don't know. Oh, can okay. I do know what that Not is. Cam. That's an OnlyFans thing. By the way, oh, this is a total side note cuz I now have a question for you Karen Lee. That being said, what cam said where it is, it is customizable to your own relationship. Uh, how do you address those types of things in a relationship? How do you because I, I damn sure know that you shouldn't just go for it. I think going for it is probably the worst advice you can give to somebody who's like, I want to try this. I saw this in a video. I want to try it. And going for it is probably not the best advice. So what is your advice into no, you're somebody right. you're absolutely, you're, discussing you're right. you're- it?
4: I mean, a lot of people are even scared to even bring the topic up because the other person might be insulted or feel, you know, they're not good enough because you're, again, because you're trying to enhance something. So I always say like, you know, talk, everything has to be communicated, right? So communicate about, well, I saw this uh, on this show. I saw this happening on Peaky Blinders. I saw this. I you read sure this. love
3: this show, Peaky Blinders, don't you, Karen? <laughs> yeah. yes.
4: This show, man, it's hot. Um, anyway, in order for me to like something, it's got to have like dysfunctional family. It's got to have a lot of sex and violence. Then I love it. Okay. So I can give you, an, I can give you my rest of my, my TV show recommendations later, <laughs> but you know, it, it, with anything, whether it's being like, do you want to smoke weed together or do you want to do, uh, you know, do something crazy together? Or do you want to do mushrooms together? Do you? Do you want to, like Cam said, try, you know, a threesome? You know, these are delicate subjects that you want to bring up very carefully, but in a way, respectfully, not necess- don't bring it up while you're in the middle of sex. Do you guys think that there's any kink or fantasy
3: that is too weird? <laughs>
4: Um, nothing
5: is nothing
4: is too weird nothing is too weird but we, we've heard quite a few different things oh that are now weird. i have
3: too now <laughs> i have as well i
4: go and listen to sex talk with my mom and you will find all those weird things
3: oh man we are going to take a break i think we need i need another break real quick um before we take our break, uh, how do we gauge whether our porn usage is healthy or not? Again, not from a moral perspective, but more in the balance of life. You've both mentioned everything in moderation. How do you gauge whether porn, the, the amount of porn that you consume is healthy or not?
4: Honestly, it's the same thing as how you engage if you are drinking too much or smoking too much or uh, d- gambling too much. If it affects your life, it's starting to interfere with your life. If, if it's all you think about instead of being present with things that are going on with your life... It's it's too much, you know. It's it's a question of you know, is this a compulsion or is it just something I enjoy doing? So it's it, it's not something like I could say, well, if you watch more than three porns a week, or so you're addicted. I don't think it it works that way.
5: I would I would also like to add, like, I don't know if this should apply to everyone, but something for me when to determine whether I'm addicted to something or doing something out of compulsion uh, of a real vice, I I like to see what's driving it, like. If it, if I'm is it I'm sitting down to watch porn because I want to experience pleasure right now and I'm in a good mood and this is going to be fun right now or is it I'm really depressed I I I just need an escape I need to have something to distract me and that's why I'm going to porn and if it's more of the latter I'd say then you might be heading in the direction of using something as an addictive measure.
3: Interesting I I, I am interested. I need to go run around the block just to get this bashfulness out of my body. I'm just, I, I'm starting to think that the rosiness of my cheeks is never going to go away. I am so, I'm blushing and I don't know what I'm blushing about. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, what do we do now? We'll be right back. All right. I just finished running around the block. I am sweating profusely my and, and I didn't even run. I actually just walk. I didn't even leave the house. I lied. <laughs> you guys can see this. It's a visual recording. I didn't run. I'm sweating, though, as if I did, because I feel like I'm having. By the way, I never had the talk with my parents. I forgot to mention that. Never had the oh, talk. You with did my parents. now. Oh. You're and having now one now now in a weird way, you and your son are my mother and father. I don't want to get into the <laughs> schematics of that. You well, know, Cam but, is
4: kind of my father.
3: <laughs> okay, that's an interesting dynamic, and we would have to sit and in, in, like with a whiteboard and draw out how that would be uh, possible. Um, yeah. I have a couple of questions now that kind of just talk about nowadays. You know, we've kind of gone into what porn's meant through the years and 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 your guys's history but i want to talk about now because i know that there's a lot of listeners who are just like me who are super uncomfortable talking about it i know that there's a lot of a lot of listeners who might need some advice on how to level themselves out and some people who just need to feel heard and seen and be like okay cool i'm i'm normal this is what i'm going through uh my first question is n- nudes It's a very common thing for my generation. People send them, people receive them, people ask for them, people don't ask for them and they just get them. And that's probably not something that you should do if you're a human being. Um, What are your thoughts on, on nudes, Cam and Karen Lee? Where do they fall in the porn umbrella?
4: Can I start by saying I do not like unsolicited dick pics?
3: Nobody. By the way, if you have a penis, don't send it to people. Without them asking. Uh, thank you. I think that's a pretty simple rule. Yeah, I think I think you pretty simply just don't do it.
4: Yeah, I've had some issues with that.
5: I've never had issues with that until I started this podcast because <laughs> now my mom and I share a an Instagram account. Ooh, and, and that one gets a lot of unsolicited dick pics, huh? So many dick pics. And I, some of them are like they're masturbating and they're Ooh, they're
2: they're doing. It bleh. looks
5: painful almost sometimes. <laughs> and I want to write back. You're doing this wrong. You should be.
3: <laughs> you need to listen to this certain episode that teaches you how to do it right. But yeah. he
5: frequently, we'll
4: send them back his own picks.
3: Oh,
5: but, interesting. But they're not of only his dick.
3: one. Only one time we
5: were at, we were requested a pick. We just received a text saying, "Hey, send me a pick." So okay. I sent him a pick of my. uh ingrown hair that's on my leg that
3: was getting inflamed that's very was, nice i'm yeah, sure that I that person that's exactly it. what they meant when they said said to pick i know exactly what they meant i actually it was me i want to come out and say i was me has for a pick from my side <laughs> account you're welcome. and what i was hoping you would send me is a picture of your ingrown hair on your thigh yes, so thank you for exactly, that cam yep. you're um, welcome So back to back to the question, though, regular nudes, you're talking either relationship nudes or you get a little flirty on Snapchat or on, you know, on whatever app you're on. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Where do they fall? Is it porn? Is it a different thing? What's going on?
4: You're not going to believe this, but I actually think it's not a good idea
3: to send nudes. I am surprised.
5: What is is your reasoning?
4: Because you don't ever know how you're going to end up breaking up. That's mm. the part. And I know of couples that uh, the guy was really angry because he found out his girlfriend was cheating. So he took all the nudes and he put them all throughout Facebook, even though mm. Facebook took it down. But but you can get vengeful people out there that take. Yeah, these absolutely. Things. So I'm a little concerned about that. If you're going to do it, cut the head off.
3: Ah, no head. No, that's a great advice. No head, no face in the pictures. That's why they say no face, no case. Oh, I like it. I like. That I think too. they talk about robberies. I think that's. A, I think it's from a song where they're they're talking about like robbing somebody or, or something like that. But it we'll consider it in this in this episode as well. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting.
4: I knew of a situation where the, this group of people were ha- pulling a train, as they call it. Where you know, there's a girl and she's having sex with a lot of different guys. And someone pulling took a, pic- a train. Yes, pulling a Did train. Did you just say
3: pulling a train to yes. 20 year old men? First yes. of all, I think it's called running train.
5: Okay. You so, get the idea of what it's talking. I'm talking. I don't like. know,
4: but
3: in in I'm running away like a, like a runaway train at in
5: this point. In my
4: day, it was pulling a train. What can I say? It was not control- I just, running a train. The,
3: the concept of pulling in this scenario, seems hurtful and it seems. Well,
4: it's what it was in the day. Uh, Catherine, go look it up on uh, Urban Dictionary. You, hey, I'm Catherine, you I'm right on don't this
3: one. look that up. <laughs> You will not like what you find.
4: Well, what my point is that everyone's head was cut off except this one guy, and his girlfriend saw the picture and she's like went ballistic because she sees the only head and it was her boyfriend. Well, so oh, I think wow. he deserved
3: it at that point. I think he deserved it at that point, his head being in there because he was. If they had in their rule book, like you said, Cam, right? If they discussed that sh- that you cannot do that, then I think that uh, I think that he deserved that one. Um, But I I, that's a very interesting rule. And I and I agree with it. Uh, I I do not send uh, nude pictures. But I do say if you are going to don't if you have tattoos that are specific, if you have a face that is specific, which everybody does, any specific scars, don't do it. I agree. Unwise. Unwise, unwise. Okay, well, let's talk about something else now. Um, I just wanted to see uh, where your guys' thoughts were on that. Um, but now I want to get into something that I think is actually very, very important because I want to talk about ethical porn versus unethical porn, which uh, by that I mean porn that is legally made. It respects the performer's rights. It follows good working conditions, shows both fantasy and real world sex, and it celebrates sexual diversity. There are, of course, issues in the porn industry, especially in amateur porn um, that are that include sex trafficking, exploitation, of performers there's plenty of places unfortunately to find both Um, more places fortunately where you can find consensual ethical porn where everybody involved is there by choice and happy with the situation how can you guys uh if you have any advice how do we tell if porn is ethical
5: first of all how you're how you're consuming it so are you getting it from red tube or like one of these massive porn uh conglomerates that basically strips porn videos from paid sites and provides it to people for free Mm. so if you're if you're getting it that way it might suggest that you're not doing something ethically
3: in just even consuming it oh so there you're saying that there's an ethical way to consume porn
5: yes not only is there an ethical genre of porn and, and style of creating it but consuming is key so are you pro if you watch porn you should pay for it Yes, hundred percent. Interesting. Even though my mom is that doesn't practice that necessarily.
3: (laughs) She's like hiding right now, (laughs) Carrie. What do you have to say for yourself at this point?
4: My okay. So we were on another (laughs) podcast called Girls on Porn, I believe, and I was devastated to learn that. I say I like this. I don't like the real slick, well-made porn. I like just amateur-looking, like, like I like casting couch. Okay, I'm gonna fess up. I like that. It's the same damn <laughs> script every time. The the producer tells the girls that you know he's going to get them a a job working in the industry, and then they have sex. I like that. Okay, I like the script. I like how it goes. I like the little bit of deception, even though you know that they they know they're being recorded and they're over over 18. But now the girls on porn said that is unethical, and they told me that this was not a good thing. So now I'm it I could be unethical. It could be unethical. So now I'm feeling guilty if I watch it. So I don't know. I'm. I'm all messed up about that whole thing.
5: I think Alex, how you kind of described with ethical porn was at the beginning of this conversation, which is like, you know, are people getting paid fairly? Is there is is pro diversity? Is it uh, is it really focused on both people's pleasure? Even BDSM, even though it might seem like there's pain involved, it, it both people need to be describing pleasure from it, right? And that's that's the key. Most of this is just male-oriented, made by males for male consumption, and it really tends to leave out women's pleasure if it's heterosexual porn.
3: Right. And so that's a huge component to this.
4: You said it all, Cam.
3: That's perfect. So there's, there's, uh, as a kind of... An equal to side note of that, um, there's a movement happening to educate people that sex work is work and helping sex workers stay safe and healthy, both mentally and physically. Um, what would you say to somebody who doesn't really understand why that's so important or even doesn't understand the concept of uh, normalizing and accepting that sex work is an absolutely viable option for uh, for a profession?
4: It's the oldest profession ever.
5: And I'd say that today... it there because the stigma around sex is being removed you we can kind of pull back the curtain and see oh making porn is not that far off from making it like an intense hbo show you know and why are you like what is there to hide if this person wants to be doing this with their body let them fucking do this with their body and if they're going to do it make sure it's done safely don't let this be something where you know they're they're abused or they're uh, mistreated or, or not paid well for this?
4: I mean, massages are legal, right?
3: Right.
5: So,
4: what is the is the difference? The happy ending part? I mean, in the manipulation of genitals, I mean, people get massages. So, why shouldn't people pay to get more than a massage? A happy ending. What? What's the harm?
3: You mentioned earlier in this podcast, Karen Lee, that you have some big advice for me, and I want to close out this podcast episode. Just dissecting that advice that you have for me and I want to hear what Cam has to say about it. I want to just say what I think about it and let's just have it all out advice party.
4: Okay, so I'll start by saying you've been taught that, you know, there's a lot of negativity surrounding sex, right?
3: Right. Well, not as much, not as much negativity, but more so that it is, it is more of a special thing. It's a sacred thing between, between a husband and a wife in, in that capacity.
4: You're not a virgin, are you?
3: I'm not a virgin. We've already had my very first episode was like breaking the news I'm to kidding. anybody who I knew thought it, about I it. I
4: knew it. I was just teasing. Um, you know, I just think, that, like I said before, that I agree and everything in moderation is good. But the most important thing is that it, sex is so complicated sometimes. And it's just it, why why treat it that way? Why can't it just be fun? Sex is a fun activity. We're one of the only species that has sex just for fun. Most animals just have it for procre- procreation, but we have it for fun along with, I think, the penguins or someone like that. I don't know. No, they stay together forever. I forgot swans. Somebody has sex for fun. Maybe they- Oh, I know. What's that called? The- that monkey? The bonobos. They have sex for fun.
3: Bonobos. But anyway,
4: my advice to you is have sex like a bonobo. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay.
3: just, just,
4: just have fun. I mean, it- it's- why, are th- why do you think older women are so desired by younger men? Hence my book. Fuck Games Day Cougars. Because older women are teaching younger men just to lighten up about sex. They'd be adventuresome and they're they're making it so that it's not a bad thing, but it's an, it's a good thing and it's it's exciting and it's fun and it's, it uses creativity and it makes it releases a lot of great hormones like oxytocin is released, all these other serotonin and everything else are elevated. And all these things are making you a happier more comfortable person. So why is it bad? If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. Sing it bad. to me. Sing it to me. Sing oh, it I'm to singing. me, Karen Lee. Yeah, I, I'm singing it to the professional here. That's but a very strong,
3: it. that's a very strong first piece of advice. I really like that. I really like that. And I'm going to take that to heart. Genuinely. I hope so. Do you have any other advice for me?
4: Me or Cam?
3: Either of you. I, I just enjoy listening to you guys.
4: Can I weigh in on this?
3: Yeah, please. So my mother is obviously very pro-sex,
5: and I agree with her to a certain extent. Like you know, have sex; it's fun. It's it, it it's very pleasurable. Right. However, it also needs to be said that sex is a very sacred thing because it could be done in a very um, painful way for both or however many parties are involved. So. When I was getting when I was getting into sex, when I was first having sex, they don't really teach you like okay. They, they teach you the the basics like make sure to use a condom, uh, you know, talk have the the safe sex talk, um, you know, see about birth control. But they do not teach you about the emotional ramifications that also come with it. Mm. So, it, depending on who you're having sex with, they might share a very different belief system when it comes to sex. So. When, someone's ha- when you're having sex with someone, they, you might be thinking it's a fun time, very casual, and for the other person, it might be like this big event for them because it is such an intimate, personal experience. And so wow. you might be, by having this with them, without having that conversation first, you might be creating a, a, a situation where one or both of you are going to experience extreme pain down the line. So I actually do think it is a sacred experience because are, it is so differ, personal. We intimate. differ a little bit about this.
4: We, this is a constant conflict between us. I, it's not but that it, I don't think it's not, it's not sacred, but it, it doesn't have to be the way if both, if both people think of it as a casual thing. So it seems, it
3: seems to me that it is more about having that conversation beforehand, making your, your expectations or your intentions. view of the, your intentions of the situation. Thank you, Karen Lee. Very clear so that it doesn't involve, you know, it doesn't involve differing feelings where one person says sayonara and the other person is heartbroken. Hundred percent, yeah. Got but it.
4: but that being said, even when you have the conversation, one of them could have more feelings toward the other. It could happen, and I think that that is what Cam's problem is. He's fearful of that happening.
3: You don't need to. I don't know. <laughs> if don't it's necessarily p- fearful. I don't think yeah. it's a fearful thing. It's it's more that he's 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 very very sensitive to what other people may have intended right. uh, emotionally for the situation. Are you yeah. a
4: Pisces too?
3: No, I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> oh, like oh. There you go. I have no idea, by the way, no idea what any of that means. I know that uh, ah. I know that I was born on February sixteenth, and that's what that means for me.
4: Well, <laughs> Aquarians are er- it's oh, an air sign.
3: This is a good. This is a good way to end it. What do Aquarians mean in this? What, well, what does this mean for me? Interesting.
4: Interesting is that they care. Aquarians care more about like the uh, c- creating greater good than they may in terms of their own little intimate relationships
3: interesting
4: you love to talk i'm a libra i love to talk and i have Aquarius, aquarius also in my chart so i'm very airy in case you guys didn't realize it
3: you definitely air it all out there for us you definitely yeah, air, I, it I air it all
4: out you're 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 ready i'm gonna get you there That that's uh, the I, we're gonna we're gonna work on alex for this one.
3: Oh gosh well i would be i would love to be a guest on your podcast when it comes to uh if you want to have a guest who has no knowledge about the topics at hand
4: we would love it are you kidding me We've had people with a lot less uh, knowledge than you. Trust me. You're, okay. You're, well, you're then a, I you're a sneaky freak. We call I, our fans a, the a sneaky sne- freak. <laughs>
5: yeah. That's our family. <laughs> oh
4: my.
3: You could get that at, our, at our, our merch I'm
4: embarrassed
5: and
3: honored. I'm honored and embarrassed. We're gonna get you a uh, Sneaky sure. Freak uh, merch. Oh, sneaky Freak merch. Karen Lee Camp. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and guys. If you want to hear more of this, make sure you go and check out their podcast. It is it, it it's it's a good time, and and I've had a great time talking with you guys. So thank you for it, you know uh, educating me, encouraging me. Um, and testing my limits. Cause you guys definitely did that today. So make sure you guys go and listen to sex talk with my mom. Actually, I'm not going to say that this is our time for our shameless self promo at the end of every show. I like giving you some time to just go all out and have at it. So, um, if you guys want to take it away, wait, can I
5: just say quickly, like we, we've done a ton of interviews on other podcasts and this is by far the most professional and fun interview I think we've ever done. Oh, thank you.
3: That so means a lot I want to thank me. you for
5: having yeah, us. Thank you for oh, having us. Course, we really of appreciate it. You
3: are welcome you... back anytime you want, especially with the stories that you have. Uh, we, we, <laughs> oh. we, we,
4: we just ran out. We just spilled them all out here, and there's no more to come.
3: Oh, I love it. All right. Well, give me, give me some shameless promo.
5: If you want those sneaky stories, just check out Sex Talk with My Mom wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at sextalkwithmymom, with my mom, on Twitter at sextalkpodcast, Podcast, and we have a Patreon page. If you want to support this mission of opening that conversation around sex, patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom.
4: And if you want to see some really fun videos, go to my TikTok at Karen Lee Potter.
3: I love that. <laughs> yes, Karen Lee. I'm going to follow your TikTok right now. Okay.
4: I have I have um Couple books. Yes. Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There and Fuck Games Day Cougars. It's F star CK. Fuck Games Day Cougars They're both on Amazon And I think that you guys Will enjoy it
3: Especially you Alex I'm gonna I'm ordering them right now I need to figure I need to, fig, I need to figure dating this a thing cougar out
4: Very soon
3: Oh lord My girlfriend is not happy At yeah. that comment <laughs> oh,
4: I Well guys
3: I, I really appreciate you You know you can find me At Alex Iono On all things Apparently I am a sneaky freak So we're going to figure A little bit more About that later Thank oh, you yes. for listening To this podcast And just enjoying this time Make sure you give us A rating please that is how we grow. I'm so excited for you to hear this podcast and, uh, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. We really want you to get the help you need. So if you need help, please seek independent advice from a competent healthcare or mental health professional. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not represent the opinions of iHeartMedia or its employees. This podcast should not be used as medical advice, mental health advice, counseling, or therapy. Listening to the podcast does not establish doctor-patient relationship with hosts or guests of Alex Iono, Let's Get Into It, or iHeartMedia. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast.
2: Oof, that's a doozy. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.